Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 90 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. Each of you make this ministry possible. And if you would like to support our global ministry efforts, please consider one of the convenient giving options listed in the show notes. I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team Here at the Building Great Lives podcast, it's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the promises of God and the peril of this world. And we're going to show how the promises of God will always prevail because they are greater than any struggle that we could ever endure. I want us to take a look at two scriptures regarding the last days. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. But then Luke wrote in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So Paul and Luke wrote two completely different scenarios. Paul wrote that in the last days there would be perilous times. Luke wrote that in the last days the Spirit of the Lord would fall upon all flesh. These seem to paint two different pictures of the same time frame, Paul's bleak outlook and Luke's much more positive one of a great outpouring of the Spirit. And these look so diverse that some people have even tried to claim that these verses contradict each other. The first, perilous times. The second, the promise of the great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And we should get this settled once and for all. These scriptures are not contradicting each other. It's not one or the other. It's not peril or promise. It's both at the same time. The promises of God are not limited to the days that are without peril. The promises of God are greater than that. God is showing us that his promises are greater than the peril in the world and in our lives. In the world, there shall be tribulations and peril. But for the people of God, the promises he has made 
will be fulfilled. The peril will not limit the promises of God. From a global crisis to an individual struggle, people are facing many trials that are difficult to bear. And Paul called them perilous times. Perilous times are defined as difficult and troublesome days, weary times, times of struggle, times of heartache, times of the reducing of strength. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 21, verses 25 and 26, in the last days there will be distresses and perplexity among the people of all the nations of the world. It goes on to say that men's hearts will fail them for fear. The English Standard Version translation says it this way, people will be fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the earth. We must be careful that during difficult times, we don't lose sight of the promises of God. The enemy wants to rob you of your confidence in God. He wants you to focus so much on the peril that you're enduring, those days of weariness, those times of struggle, those times of heartache, the time that you just feel like all the strength to carry on is gone. But listener, I want you to understand that no matter what the difficulty is that you're facing, your difficulty, your struggle, your pain, your grief, everything that you're enduring, none of it will prevent the promises of God from coming to pass in your life. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater are the things of God that are resting upon you than the peril that is in your heart or the struggle that's in your mind. It's not one or the other. It's both. You can have the promises of God even though you're enduring great struggle. God is not limited. His power is not weakened by our difficult days. Matter of fact, in our difficulty, the promises of God will come forth to show us and prove to us that nothing can defeat us when we're walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. You may be thinking, I don't feel very powerful right now. I feel more weak than powerful. Powerful. Let the weak say, I am strong. It's in your weakness that God reveals himself so that none of us can take the credit for what God does. We can stand in the promise and say, I didn't do this on my own. I couldn't have made it on my own. I was weak. I was almost defeated. I was struggling. But God made a promise and God came through. It was the hand of God that brought us through. The Bible gives us many examples of people that just like us endured many difficult days, but they endured them with the confidence that what God said he would do, he would in fact bring to pass. That's what helps us. Remembering the promises of God will help you 
endure life's most difficult days. Israel had to face this. Certainly all the way back to Abram, God gave a promise that said, I will give you a land of your own. That promised land, it is a land that's flowing with milk and honey, talking about the provisions that are there. The Bible says that many years later that Israel entered into Egypt. Now they are longing for their own promised land. They are remembering the words that have been passed down from generation after generation. And when they are in Egypt, the Bible tells us that they begin to multiply and grow. And as they increased in the land, this made Pharaoh afraid. And out of fear, Pharaoh set over them taskmasters to afflict them because of their growth. And when he began to afflict them with many burdens, the Bible said that he made them serve with rigor and they felt the sting of the whip on their back. Egypt did not let them rest from their burdens. They had to gather their own straw. Pharaoh increased their workload. They were beaten if they didn't fulfill the required amount of bricks in a day. So much suffering that the Bible says that Israel became bitter with hard bondage. And that's something that all of us have to look out for in our own lives. Israel was living in perilous times in Egypt. But they were not just living with peril. They were also living with promise. With all the peril at times, it must have been difficult for them to remember the promise that God had made them before they even entered into Egypt. Genesis chapter 46, verse 1 through 4 says, And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night, and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy fathers. Fear not to go down to Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. What a promise. They went into Egypt, and they entered into a time of peril, difficult days of slavery and bondage and increased task that seemed to be more than they could bear. But they were not alone, for God had made them a promise. And every moment they suffered, they did not suffer without God, for the promise remained. Through it all, the whip could not take the promise. The burden could not take the promise. Having to work with the taskmasters could not take the promise. No matter what they endured, the promise remained. The world didn't give the promise, and the world can't take it away. Egypt didn't give them the promise, so Egypt could not revoke the promise. 
God gave them the promise, and God is greater than all things. Egypt will never be greater than God. Our burden, never greater than God. Our fear, our pain, our difficulty, our grief, our mourning, our struggle will never be greater than God. It is God that gives us the promise, and the enemy cannot take it. So no matter what you're going through right now, you need to tell yourself, listener, the promise remains. I don't know when it's going to come to pass. I don't know how it's going to come to pass, but I do know who is going to bring it to pass, and he has proven himself faithful time and time again. Regardless of the peril, God kept his promise to Israel. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 41 says, And it came to pass at the end of 430 years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the host of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It came to pass. The promise of God's deliverance, the promise where he said, I will go with you down into Egypt and I will surely bring you out again. The promise remained and the promise was fulfilled. Did not matter how great Pharaoh's peril became. The promise remained and the promise was fulfilled. Pharaoh could not stop God's promise and perilous times cannot stop. God's promise. Paul went through perilous times. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 22 through 28. It says this of Paul. He was whipped five times by the Jews, 40 stripes save one. Three times he was beaten with rods. He was stoned one time. He was shipwrecked three times, a night and a day in the ocean in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils at sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and in thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. When we think of the Apostle Paul, we think of his conversion and his powerful church planting missionary journeys. But when you begin to really study the life of Paul, you do not just look at the powerful words that he wrote and how God used him in a powerful way, to only look at that would not give you a true understanding or a complete review of this man named Paul. To really understand Paul, you cannot neglect the peril that he endured. If you neglect the peril that Paul endured, then you'll begin to think that these people in the Bible only had these powerful ministries but never went through anything. Paul is showing us that is completely untrue. Paul shows us the whole man or the whole picture. He shows us not only is he led by the Spirit, not only does he write in the Spirit, not only does he do a great missionary work by the hand of God, 
but he also suffered many things, hungry, naked, fastings often, in perils often. There were many times that Paul was alone. He told Timothy that Demas has forsaken me. He gives us this incredible view of his suffering because at one point he asked Timothy to hurry and come to me and bring my cloak, my coat. When you look at that, you know what Paul is saying? Paul's saying, Timothy, as soon as you can get here with my coat, he must have been cold. This powerful man of God was going through perilous times. I think of Paul doing a work for God, and we do a dishonor to Paul's legacy by simply looking at the powerful moments and not referring back to the peril that he endured. His words did not come from study alone, but they come from a man who knew that faith grows in the midst of peril. It come from a man that was experienced in grief and loneliness and heartache, but yet a man that could say, I know the promise remains. We know he did that because through all of his sufferings, he could still write Romans chapter 8, verses 35 and 36 and 7. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He did not say I, he said we. That's so important for you to get. He did not say I am a conqueror. He did not say that even though I've gone through all of this distress and persecution and famine and nakedness and peril of the sword, that I'm a conqueror. No, he said, we are more than conquerors. We're in this together. We've all suffered some things together. We've all gone through some things. And Paul is saying, I want you to know you've gone through peril, but you and I can relate with this. The promise remains that no matter what we've gone through, we are going to come out more than a conqueror, abundant conquering, living life, but not just life, but life more abundantly. We are partakers of not just the same suffering, but of the same faithful promises of God. You may be going through perilous times, but God has made you a promise, a promise to keep you, a promise to protect you, a promise to heal you, a promise to give you peace, a promise to deliver you, a promise to give you strength, a promise to give you joy, a promise of renewal, a promise to give your ministry revival. God promises to supply all of our needs according to his riches. God promised us a way out of temptation. God promised us that his grace would be sufficient. God promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. The promises 
of God are greater than your peril. The promises that God spoke to you. I don't know where you were when God spoke to you. Maybe you were in an altar. Maybe you were listening to someone preach. Maybe you were in a season of prayer. Maybe you were weeping and crying in loneliness. Maybe fear had come onto your heart. Maybe you were standing before a loved one that had passed away and the grief was stronger than you could bear. But somewhere in the midst of that, there was a still small voice that spoke a word to you. You know what that word was. You know the promises that God made you. That individual promise that God spoke directly into your heart about you. I want you to hold on to that. I want you to hold on to that word. No matter what grief you're going through, no matter what difficulty and pain you're suffering through, I want you to hold on to that word, that promise that God gave you because God is faithful and he will keep his promises. The writer of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 tells us, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised. Hold on, listener. Your promise is on the way. You're not going through this by yourself. You're not suffering alone. The promise remains. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that God would encourage you and strengthen your faith. Lord, I'm asking you to remind each listener of the promises. Bring them back to the place where you spoke into their spirit. Remind them, Lord, that you are not through working and that regardless of the pain that they are suffering, and I know it seems overwhelming at times, but God, remind them that your promise remains and that your promise is greater than all the peril that they could ever endure. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can find our Building Great Lives page on Facebook. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, stay safe, take care, you matter, and let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 